Hello there, I'm Rafael Di Furia, and just before we get started with this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, we just wanted to give a little intro to this topic because uh, recently a number of you and uh, a number of clients of Italian citizenship and even myself, even though I'm no longer registered in the IADA, have been getting messages about, uh, or emails rather, about an upcoming vote for the Committee of Italians Abroad. So, if you are registered with the IDA, you should have already received an email about this subject. But if you haven't received that email yet, then it may be recommended to get in contact with the consulate that holds your IDA registration. Anyway, let's get into this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. We are back at it again with Marco Permunian, the head of the U.S. Offices of Italian Citizenship Assistance. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And thanks so much for making yourself available for this last second recording. Uh, we wanted to get together today to do this recording session because there is a time-sensitive topic that we wanted to talk about, about the Committee of Italians Abroad and what this is, what this means, uh, because uh, you need to get, if you're interested, you need to do this in the next little while. But just before we get into the how you go about registering and so on, maybe just to give a little bit of background about why a person might even want to consider this, uh, what are these committees? What, what, do, what purpose do they serve? These committees were established in uh, 1985 with the purpose of um, representing the needs of not only the Italian citizens residing abroad in a certain consular jurisdiction, but also uh, the people of Italian descent that are maybe not yet Italian citizens that are residing in a certain consular jurisdiction. And uh, the function, like the, the way in which these committees function is they basically promote uh, cultural and social integration and uh, they also act as intermediaries between the people residing, uh, Italian citizens residing abroad in a certain jurisdiction and the Italian consulate to make sure that the voice of the Italians residing abroad or uh, the people of Italian descent residing abroad is heard and that their needs are uh, safeguarded. Mm -hmm. So it's it's also to keep that connection with the, the diaspora, it sounds like, to make sure that there's those links aren't lost. Absolutely. Fascinating. And so say a person would be interested in joining one of these committees what type of responsibilities would they have? What would that look like uh, that they would need to do during their time, quote unquote, in office? Like any other representatives, the Italians who are part of these committees would, of course, have to make sure that uh, the needs of the Italians residing abroad uh, are heard uh, by the Italian consulates and by the Italian government and that the Italian culture is promoted uh, appropriately and that, uh, of course, if there are any concerns or proposals that they are passed on to the consulate uh, quickly. So these are the kind of uh, tasks 
that a person who is elected would have to uh, carry out. Fascinating. And so uh, these elections that are coming up, if a person wants to be there to represent their community and to help their community and help facilitate the connection between where they're living and and also um, Italy, what would be necessary for them to do to register? People who can register uh, to be elected in these committees are not only Italian citizens residing abroad and properly registered with the IRS, so that are officially uh, residing abroad from a legal standpoint because they're registered with the IRE. Um, and this, of course, applies to Italian citizens who were born in Italy or Italian citizens who became Italian citizens by descent, as long as they're registered with the IRE within the consular jurisdiction um, in question. But also uh, people of Italian descent, so foreigners who are who have Italian origins. That's what the law says. Foreigners who have Italian origin, uh, they can also be elected. Uh, and there is though a limit, and the limit is one third, uh, meaning that only a maximum of one third of the total number of people who are part of this committee can be uh, non-Italian citizens. So two third have to be Italian citizens and one third can be uh, of non-Italian citizens. Wow, that's fascinating because that means not only just citizens, but people who don't have citizenship, people who may be eligible or people maybe who could even not be eligible, but still have that ancestral connection. That's that's fascinating that Italy does have that care for uh, its citizens who live abroad or its its people, the, the people living in the diaspora, as I mentioned earlier. And um, that's, that's an interesting point because the law doesn't actually make any reference to uh, people who maybe are of Italian descent and are eligible uh, for Italian citizenship by descent or uh, people who aren't eligible for Italian citizenship by descent, which means that um, even people who are of Italian descent and don't qualify for citizenship by descent uh, can be part of these committees, which is, I think, very interesting. And it makes a lot of sense, actually, because these yeah. committees are uh, created not only to um, help the needs of the Italian citizens residing abroad, but rather uh, of the Italian-American community residing abroad. So I think this actually makes a lot of sense. That's I, I, I'm really in complete shock that this is even something that's possible. I mean, because like, as we've discussed in so many episodes of this podcast, to get so many of these things done, you have to be eligible for citizenship. But this is one way that even if you aren't eligible for citizenship, or even if you're not eligible, but you still have a passion for Italy, you have a passion for your Italian community, that you can participate and then also take an active role in your community and also to an extent in Italy, even though you're living abroad. But say a person wants to participate and actually vote in these elections, what would be necessary for them and what are the rules? So only people who are Italian citizens residing abroad can vote for uh, the election of these committees. So people who are not Italian citizens cannot uh, vote for the election of these committees and also there's another requirement that you have to be 
an Italian citizen residing within the jurisdiction of the consulate in question. And also there is another requirement for you to be able to vote for the election. Uh, you have to be an Italian citizen who registered with the AIRE no later than six months from the election date. So in this case, because the election will be on December the 3rd, you have to have registered with the AIRE no later than uh, June the 3rd, which means that if you emigrated from Italy to, say, uh, the state of New York uh, after June the 3rd and you registered yourself with the AIRE subsequently, um, you cannot vote for this election you will be able to vote for the next one uh -huh. um so this is these are the requirements for you to be able to vote for um the election and so i i just i would assume based on what you said that if a person say became registered as an italian through Jure sanguinis and they did it all at the consulate there even if they weren't moving from italy their transcription or inscription into the registration, I should say rather, into the IDE would have had to have been in that same time frame. It's not about when they applied for citizenship or petitioned, I should say, uh, but it's when they were actually registered in the IDE itself. Correct. That's absolutely 100% correct. But moving on, uh, just another curiosity about how many of these committees are there because you mentioned that it's connected to the consular jurisdiction does that mean there's only one per consular jurisdiction or how does that work yes there can be one committee in a consular jurisdiction as long as there are at least three thousand people registered with the IRA. a committee is automatically formed in the consular jurisdiction if in that specific consular jurisdiction at least three thousand Italians uh, reside. So as we said before, Italians registered with the IRE, so not just Italians living there temporarily. So we're talking about Italians who reside uh, long term or permanently in that uh, jurisdiction. So if the number of Italian is uh, at least 3000, then a one committee will exist. If the number of Italians residing in, in a specific consular jurisdiction is lower than 3,000, then a committee can be formed only upon request uh, from the consulate. So it's going to be the consulate who decides if uh, a committee should exist for a smaller community of Italians residing abroad. Now, the number of people there are in the committee is 12, if the number of Italians residing abroad is lower than 100,000, uh, of course, in that specific consular jurisdiction. Whereas if in, in the specific consular jurisdiction, the number of Italian nationals residing there is higher than 100,000, then the number of people that are in the committee is 18. And as we said before, the number of non-Italian nationals that are part of the committee can't be higher than one-third. This is all absolutely fascinating. And what about if a person wants to vote and take part in this? We mentioned about registering. How does the actual vote happen? So it's interesting because it's not that you are entitled to vote just because you are a resident of the consular jurisdiction, even if you registered, uh, you know, no later than six months from the election date, because to actually be able to vote, so to exercise your uh, uh, right to vote, you have to register as a voter 
in a specific list. And the mm -hmm. registration can happen no later than one month from the elections. So in this specific case, you have to register uh, before November the 3rd. Uh, so the deadline for you to register to be able to vote for this election is November the 3rd. Now the consulate will send the voting papers only to the people who registered. Um, so it's important that you register as soon as possible since the deadline is approaching unless you've done that already. Now, the way in, we, in which you vote after you have received the voting the, the papers to vote from the consulate now by law you can drop off the ballot uh, directly at the consulate but uh, of course with covid there are restrictions so that's probably not the best way to go right now even if the law does allow that you drop off your ballot in person uh, the other options for you to provide the consulate with your ballot is uh, via email uh, through the mail or via pack we talked about the pack in previous episodes uh, you can register to have a pack in italy it's a certified email and that's the same um, validity of a certified mail so you can vote also through the pack if you have a pack account uh, but the consulate needs to receive the ballot before midnight uh, of the election day so before midnight of December the third in this specific case for these elections. Interesting that this this is all absolutely fascinating. This is a, something that I was quite unaware of until quite recently that these committees even existed. Um, but it's it's great to know that the Italians who do live abroad are represented in more than just one way, more than uh, just these committees. But but already even for a number of years prior, I, I have been aware of this other. Um, uh, representation that Italians live abroad have in the Chamber of Deputies. So it's great to know that not only are there actual politicians, but there are groups who are in place that do have the best of intentions at heart for the Italian uh, diaspora, the community living abroad. That's absolutely fantastic. Anyway, I think this may be a great place to end off this episode. So thank you again, Marco, for making yourself available. And if anybody is needing to get in touch with you for help to get their Italian citizenship recognized, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, or they can give us a call. The number is on the website. Well, absolutely fantastic. And again, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we've been here with Italian attorney Marco Permonian and I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there and we'll see you all next time. Later. Thank you. <laughs>